Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back to the Surgeon Masters mini podcast. My oldest son's name is Ryan. I work with several other Ryans on a pretty regular basis. My Ryan on this episode is Ryan Inman, founder of the company's financial residency and physician wealth services. In addition to serving as a fee-only financial planner for physicians, Ryan is also a supportive husband of a busy physician. So Ryan's got some uh, direct experience with all of us uh, in the medical field. Ryan, thanks for joining me on this call. Jeff, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's really exciting to, to be here and talking about uh, these important subjects. So um, thank you again for, for having me on. So on our mini podcast, we try and cover a primary issue. And you being an expert on financial wellness and us knowing that finances and the stresses around those can certainly be a driver to either a lot of stress or even having physicians have you know, long-term financial difficulty. I'm glad you're here. And I wanted you to give us a little bit of background on what you've done in this area that lets our listeners know a little bit more about you. Of course. So I am a fee-only financial planner that works with uh, physicians all across the country at Physician Wall Services. And I also have a podcast called Financial Residency, which is providing all the financial education you didn't receive while in training and uh, hopefully arming yourself to uh, be able to take control over your finances and just understand a little bit more about what's going on. I worked for some fantastic advisors during grad school. I got an MBA and a master's in financial management from the University of San Diego and uh, started my own practice three, four years ago. Just been happy to work with physicians as much as I can to, to help, again, make sure that they're taking control of their finances and not contributing to uh, you know, some of the things that come in when you don't end up uh, taking care of your finances. Finances is obviously a really broad topic, but do you think that there are some common themes, particularly for physicians and surgeons, that that you think are key to this conversation? Absolutely. I mean, you guys put so much off to become physicians and just experts in your field that it ends up being a, a sense of delayed gratification. And one of the things that I almost always see is the lifestyle inflation or lifestyle creep, if you will, when a physician is done with their training. And I look at it as you really got to take control of it early. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to understand your personal finances, to understand what goes into creating a spending plan or the dreaded B word of a budget, to go into understanding why you need insurance, what your investments are doing and what type of accounts. So the more that you understand about what you're doing with your finances and how these things can work with you to ultimately get you to the end goal, whatever your goal might be, the better off you will be. And so give me a a little typical conversation of someone who's just prior to that uh, inflation, somebody in training, someone who's about to exit residency and, and go out in the practicing world. Well, you look at it, it's, you know, say you're making $60,000 as a resident, and you're now going to sign a contract, let's say it's $250,000. And that's quite a big jump in income. And you've been getting by, and I say getting by because residency is really survival. You've been getting by on 60,000. 
and now you've you know forexed your income. Should you forex your lifestyle? No. There's obviously then let's say you had student debt in the mix. My average client has two hundred eighty three thousand, and those payments are going to increase when your income increases. But I look at it as you know, let's give yourself like a fifty percent raise, and now you're going to be making ninety thousand or even a hundred thousand for easy math that you could live off of. That's still a good chunk of money that you could be saving. And whether it's saving for investments, maybe paying down some consumer debt, it is still very normal that uh, a physician just finishing training has ten, fifteen thousand dollars of credit card debt or personal debt in addition to maybe an auto debt or um, obviously student debt. But if you give yourself a raise like that, that most people in the corporate side and the corporate world would kill for, you know, to have a 50% increase, I think that you can in- inflate your lifestyle a little bit over time while still being, you know, I, I look at it as like adulting or being financially responsible and taking care of some of those things that need to be done, student debt and credit card debt. So it sounds like, this uh, sense of just uh, adjusting your personal inflation, inflation, your lifestyle inflation is correlated to the key issues of budgeting that's related to your income and your spending. That sounds like a pretty simple way to define it. Yeah, most other- people, most oh. people think is that their investment, it's almost ingrained because the finance industry is really built on this black box. It's, it's almost ingrained in everyone that investment returns are the most important thing out there. And it's simply not the case. It's how much one you earn, but the most important is how much you're spending of what you're earning. And if you have a high savings rate, if you're being diligent, and and I don't think people need to know to the penny what they spend. I mean, I think your time is better spent even just working an extra hour than it would be to figure out to the penny what you spend. But you should have a really good idea of what is coming in, but most importantly is what is going out. And is it going out in a way that makes you happy, that it's it's being fulfilling, that it's achieving other goals than just you know min-maxing uh, investment returns. Any nuanced differences between uh, other stages in life? I mean, I, I think I'd be a great example of someone who it's, quote, a little bit too late, but I now have the philosophy of it's never too late. And so what about uh, same steps later in career? It's funny. It, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm shaking my head, even though you can't see me. It's never too late. It's it's something that you can still take control over with uh, where you're at in your stage of career is going to be obviously different than, uh, let's say, a resident or a new attending, but it still isn't too late. You can put in good practices. You can be saving the correct amounts, putting your investments and contributions into the right accounts. That stuff remains consistent. It might just be more important for you to maybe necessarily organize your investments in a certain way or to maybe you have to save a little bit more aggressively um, as your career is not going to be as long as a new attending. So I think I'm hearing the message that our listeners can take home and and really put into action. I'm, I'm hearing that just wherever you are in your career to take some sort of pause or opportunity to evaluate or reflect on your existing financial situation? Absolutely. Uh, I think everyone should take some time to themselves and or with your significant other as well. Um, and I, I actually called it getting financially frisky with the, your spouse is to, to just understand where you guys are at and what's important to really pause and reflect on your finances, evaluate your goals. And you know what are some of the smaller steps that you could take to get closer to achieving those goals and ultimately living out your ideal life. 
And most people haven't thought about, well, what does my ideal life look like? And I even have clients go through and look at is like, what's your ideal day look like? What's your ideal year look like? It's unlikely that you're going to get there in the near term, but that is at least an object or a, you know, in terms of like golf, a flag out there that you're hitting in the right direction. And then to take periodic assessment of your goals to make sure that you're still on the right path. Say that again, one more time, just as a wrap up for the key message for our listeners. Make sure that you're living your ideal life to understand what is important to you, what truly makes you happy, and to have your money revolve around that, not the other way around. So evaluate your financial goals, really pause, reflect on those, and then take baby steps into getting you closer to completing your financial goals. Thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate you being our guest. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Ryan Inman. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.